welcome to MILF Talk, Make Your Life Fabulous. I'm Sophie Venable, psychologist, life coach, mother of two, and author of MILF 101. Whether you're married with children, single, divorced, or all of the above, I'm talking to you about life, relationships, and my favorite topic, sex. Oh, sex? And that means Todd Anderson is free from the show today. He's back. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, glad to be back. I'm glad you're back, too. Mahalo. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, I hope you got some fun and sun in beautiful Hawaii. I am still as pale as I was before. And we love you that way. a ginger. Yes. And I do not tan. And you use lots of sunscreen. I use tons of it and I listen to lots of people make jokes about my skin tone. Really? And it never gets tiresome. No, I bet it doesn't. Those jokes are so much fun. And they're always funny. Oh, hilarious. It's hilarious. Hilarious. Like like bending over laughing, knee slapping. Because it always catches me by surprise. (laughs) How pale I am. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're oh right. God, I had no idea. <laughs> oh, wow. Can you imagine if it was like, wow, you're so brown. Like if somebody said that, yeah, actually, that would be really. Actually, my wife said that to somebody. To somebody else? Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she said was to like... him, she said, how would you feel if I said, wow, you're so brown? Right. Because he was an Indian man. Yes. And he was like, well, that's racism. And she's like, well. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you maybe. get to be cute. Oh, thanks. So, yeah. you know, yeah. too bad for yeah. them. So we're going to talk about something today. Oh, what are we talking we're about? We're talking about Viagra for women. Wait, what? Have, have you heard about this? Wait, will this give women four-hour-long erections? <laughs> well. That doesn't seem to make sense. That is the question Mm -hmm. because to call it viagra for women Mm -hmm. is actually uh, misleading yeah okay what what is it so okay let's talk about what this is because it's a little bit controversial they just actually were approved um what does it do like what's it supposed to do well make you like squirt and stuff (laughs) i'm asking questions what is the obsession with squirting i'm not obsessed no like in the world it seems it just seems like People are really talking about this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, is it necessary? I mean, yay for you. If you squirt, that's fine. Like, great. Yay. I just, it's like this goal. Is it a goal? It's a goal. Oh, okay. You know, maybe I've been, I've been reading some, you know, men's sex stuff, you know, just to like get up on what they're learning about and what the coaches are talking about because I'm curious, Uh, mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, and they really talk a lot about like how to make women squirt. Oh, Men do. Yeah, men do. Like they're kind of you I know, can tell into you why. it. I can tell you why. You want to know why? I want to. It's know. really simple. Pornography. Oh, all right. Because yeah. now squirting's a big thing in pornography. Oh, okay. Well, then that well, explains it. Well, it's the it. evolution of pornography. One, right. squirting is very visual. Yes, that's true. And which is good for pornography because right. it's a visual medium. <laughs> it's also. I just want a, you to say pornography like eight more times. It's. It's also. <laughs> It's also a new kind of extreme sexual thing, which pornography continues to evolve into. Right. Because I don't know if you remember when when I when I was young. I know you're not as old as I am, but when I was young, <laughs> Dude, I'm probably when older I was than you. young, a young young man, a young lad, a young kid, just coming of age. Yes. Pornography was not easy to come by. There was no such thing as the internet. Right. I the first porn I ever had was a bunch of magazines I found on the side of the road. 
Yeah. Which is gross when you really think about it. When you it, really think about it. We don't want to think about it. It's very gross. Yeah. Don't think about it too much. But yeah. that was my first porn. But like back when as I grew up and discovered porn movies, mm-hmm. you know, you if someone took it in the butt, it was, was like, oh, holy what the shit. Yeah. That, what is happening? Right. You know, but even but me. But now that's become. Yeah, by the end of the 90s, I was like, if yeah. there wasn't butt sex in a sex scene, I was like, this porn is bullshit. Right. So, <laughs> so now if there's no squirting, now, this porn is bullshit. It's, now it's insane. Now wow. porn is like, I feel old because porn has gotten insane. It's just like. <sighs> it's kind of upsetting. Stuff blowing out of all sorts of orifices. <laughs> Everybody's drenched in garbage. I don't know what I, you know. And yet women are apparently hyposexual. Hyposexual? Thus the need for Viagra for women. Okay, so so what does this do? Okay, all right. Here's, here's. Here's their concept, all right, for advertising that women are underserved in the um, pharmaceutical sexual aid market. Okay, um, the 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 commercial is sort of like you've got sixteen ways to get your dick hard, and we've got nothing, and oh, so yeah. it's time to. God, I really I, should know this. But I'm it, super um, glad we're focusing on the, this instead of curing cancer. Right. We so <laughs> let's. Uh, you know, even the playing field is basically what they're sure. saying. In fact, I, I think it, I think the the slogan might be twenty six and zero because there's twenty six options for men and zero for women, um, but actually. What women should know is mm-hmm. that hyposexuality, uh, the technical um, diagnosis, it isn't even in the DSM-4 anymore, DSM-5 wait, anymore. Is, wait, what is hyposexuality? Hypo means undersexed. Undersexed. Okay? Sorry, I should As opposed to hyper. That. Yes. Hypersexuality. Okay, so like you have hype. Yeah. I see. Thank you. Dr. Todd. I'm not a doctor. Yes, for um... I do play one on television. <laughs> Have you? Let's not digress. Okay. So... Yeah, my you're the worst guy is oh, a doctor. Not, he's not a good one, but he's a doctor. <laughs> but he got through school, so questionably. Um, so, um, this is theoretically to treat lack of desire. Okay. I now, see. so if you look at what Viagra does, okay, Viagra was supposed to work for something else, mm-hmm. and it turned out that men would have these long-lasting erections when they were using this drug. So they thought, hmm, maybe that would be handy. So, <laughs> <laughs> excellent choice of words. <laughs> yeah. um, and it literally engorges the penis. Okay. Literally. For for women, this quote Viagra for women. Mm-hmm. Does not engorge the clitoris. This does not. This is not how it works. It doesn't increase blood flow to. That's too bad. The vagine. Okay. I would like to see an overly engorged clitoris <laughs> for like four for hours. Four hours. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Right? <laughs> now, okay. Interestingly enough, Viagra for men, literally the blue pill, uh-huh. for women who are on antidepressants who have trouble orgasming. Because of the is that a verb orgasming? It is yes. now. It is now um, reaching orgasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be very helpful. Sure. So some doctors are, pre- are actually prescribing Viagra for women to help increase blood flow and increase their ability to have an orgasm because it's a very common side effect on an antidepressant uh, that you. This is have starting. Less 
starting to sound like there was an old woman who swallowed a fly. <laughs> she swallowed a blue pill. <laughs> she swallowed a pill. And then it we got to put old... a spider in there and then more pills and then a horse. Okay, so if you're on an antidepressant, it is common to have less sex drive and to have trouble orgasm. Sure. Okay? So um, That's so true for both genders. For both genders, absolutely. Yeah. So this pill, this mm. quote Viagra for women, which uh, <laughs> I need to be getting the actual name of the drug here for everybody, um, it works as an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. It actually works on your serotonin. So what we're working with is the mind instead of the body. Sure. Right? And on one hand, uh-huh. that kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Because women seem to be more, um, what would we say? M- Mentally uh, turned on than, than yeah, like visually turned There on? might be more going on mentally that has to do with desire than physically like just because you get a bunch of you know blood rushing down to her parts doesn't necessarily mean she's gonna want to be there right 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 so unlike men who have a constant blood flow to those parts and then just want to go they don't need to they want to go go but is is that really true though no no see see let's not don't start you know perpetuating stereotypes todd (laughs) (laughs) okay so here's the deal Mm -hmm. on one hand we're going for the mind okay okay and uh on the other hand women are complaining that they don't have desire right? right physically because in their brain they don't and this works with serotonin so to me it sounds like mild ecstasy frank frankly it's sort of like it's like well, let's just get your serotonin levels up and then your, you know, asshole of a partner will seem like a really cool person and you'll want to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really how it's going to work. OK, right. Because the the reason that it's controversial is because particularly a few years ago, they had a really small trial and mm-hmm. the placebo was just as effective. Oh, yeah. OK. OK. So take this. I mean, there's one doctor who said give everybody a vitamin that's pink and call it, you know, pink Viagra and, you know, you'll have just as much success. But Big Pharma doesn't get to make a whole bunch of money. Oh, right? okay. So so this, they, this so drug they have is... failed twice to get approved by the FDA. All right. So the FDA came to them and said, you need to do more clinical trials, blah, blah, blah. So they did, and dun dun dun. 2015, they're going to get to make a whole bunch of money selling you female Viagra. Okay. So okay. Okay, and we don't really know if it works because the argument against it is that there are relational issues, emotional issues that are the root of the the lack hyposexuality. Of yeah, yeah, like lack of desire. How do you medicate for lack of desire? Right. I say a glass of red wine. Yeah. <laughs> Although that makes me sleepy. Um, red wine. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it does uh, make yeah, me sleepy. It makes me sleepy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'll just yeah. For me, it's more you know like a couple bong hits or something, and then, then I'm good. <laughs> Which of course you have a medical marijuana card for. Of course, yeah. and I only do it in California, where my medical marijuana card is. Valid. Only. <gasps> do you know, I actually, I was in Washington. Oh, and did you do recreational I, marijuana? I went into a store. 
How was it? It was b- boring. Honestly, <laughs> it was. It was like the the storefront was. What was it called? It was like Evergreen Market or something. Of I mean, you know, was, yeah. and you just had to be twenty one. Sure. And they didn't guard me, motherfuckers. Assholes. So I um uh, you just walk in and they they've got a few choices and they they sell some some crafts over here in this table and they sell some weed over here in this table and crafts meaning uh I don't know, delivery like, systems no no no, no? actually that's just funny like i didn't even see anything caps? like that no it was like just just little pre-packaged things of buds and these people were selling like scarves or juice or something. i don't know what the fuck they were doing <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I couldn't answer any questions i mean it well, was like high you know your weight no i don't know it was like they weren't high i don't know it was just not nearly as much fun as a as a california dispensary i mean those places are trying oh the dispensaries you know? so, are fantastic right so you you know so anyway as you said mm-hmm. a little hit of weed and a glass of wine Boom. Like right. I say, why give, why put stuff into your brain that's going to affect your serotonin levels? Right. You know, that's just, that's my opinion. I don't feel that they have proved themselves yet. That's what, that's really where I'm going with this. Well, because- I mean, I think all drugs, I, I don't know about this drug, but I think all drugs can have their place with certain individuals. But things like uh, Viagra on the male side, I think, are overprescribed. You know, because especially. Do, do, do you think a lot of people get them prescribed um, recreationally, though? Um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I and and you know, I mean, like how I don't know. I mean, it sucks when your manhood is is um, I guess on the line, and you want to get it up, and you can't. I mean, it, there are people who just well, can't get it up, but I think sure. other people. No, maybe, that, that's a real it issue. A man, uh, the male version of a lack of desire, or you know that could be dealt with in other ways other than a pill. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I just doctors in general throw too many pills at people, you know, on a, on a, a regular basis, not just Viagra. Um, where And I think for some people, those pills are the right thing, and for other people, they're not. I don't think there's like a, a magic, you know, bullet for all these problems. And there certainly isn't, can't be a magic bullet for your lack of desire. No. And that, and that I think that, that's what people really should understand when they're, you know, when, if you ask your doctor about this drug, there were maybe 1,200 healthy people used in the in the trials, and like a total of maybe 14,000 people. Not, not to say that if you're on antidepressants, you're not healthy, but that's just how they describe it in the um, uh, in the medical journals when they're talking about how the studies were done. Um, that you've got people that weren't on any other medications. You've got people that are on antidepressants and people that were on various other medications and um but 14,000 people is still I think a relatively small trial when you're looking at a drug that has had a high that has is barely competing with the placebo right right the placebo meaning they took a sugar pill they didn't know whether they were taking uh the medication or not and it had a placebo effect meaning their sex drive was up or that they felt that they had more a more satisfying sexual experience well and it sounds like what you're saying about the drug and correct me if i'm not understanding it but male viagra treats a very physical problem. Yes. Like a physical inability to get an erection. Right. Whereas it sounds like this female Viagra is 
putting you in a better mood. Putting you in a better mood. Yeah. So it's not like treating it, it isn't a physical problem necessarily. It it doesn't like it, it, you know exactly. with women if they're having a physical actual physical problem it means you know they're not uh, creating uh, their own natural lubricant right but all you need to, to fix that is a bottle of lubricant yes right? but there's also but there's also a, a female response cycle where the the vaginal opening gets longer and every and there's more sensitivity down there and there's all there's a lot of things that happen and lube can sort of get the party started you right know? Sure. but for some women postmenopausal there can actually be pain and and a, a difference physiologically in their body and oftentimes uh, they'll use hormone replacement or um, localized hormone use like a, a ring you know, uh -huh. to, to help with those things. Um, but the Lady Viagra doesn't help with those things. But the Lady Viagra doesn't help with any of those things. Right. It's only affecting your brain chemistry. Right. That's all it's doing. And so I think it's interesting that the placebo was so successful because I do think that there's something about kind of deciding that you're going to take responsibility for right. your sexual desire, right? There's something just even in that... Um, action of taking a pill that says, I want to have desire and right. I'm going to take this pill to do so. Right. Right. And that that in itself is really powerful. Yeah. Right. So, I saw the matrix. Right. There were two pills <laughs> and he took the one that took him to the crazy place. Could have stayed in the regular place. But he went to the crazy place. To sex or not to sex? Yes. Yeah. It right? was a Lady Viagra or a placebo. He took the, the Lady, Lady Viagra. Lady Viagra, apparently. Sorry, I guess. <laughs> well, okay. And with that said, because you don't want to be tripping, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to ask your doctor because be clear, okay, that this is not, like Todd said, this does not affect you physically. This is not solving some sort of physical issue for you. This is actually affecting your brain chemistry. So are you on another antidepressant? Um, this is going to affect your serotonin levels. So you want to make sure if you're on an SSRI and um, uh, that's affecting your serotonin levels, um, that you can combine this medication, mm -hmm. right? And if you are on an SSRI, you might want to ask your doctor about male Viagra and if that can help you physically. Right. Because right. if if, you know, that other um, medication is decreasing your desire or your ability to have an orgasm, you might be able to get some actual physical help from the other Viagra, from the male Viagra. So some doctors are prescribing that it's worth looking into if you feel that that's really your issue. Hmm. But as far as sort of, you know, taking this pill and having it affect, you know, sort of solve your desire issue, um, I think it's 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 really important to think about whether or not you have been taking some responsibility for your desire mm -hmm. up to this point, mm -hmm. right? Because women, and we're going to talk about this more in the next episode um, about um, uh, menopause and desire and hormones and, and just um, how important sex is in your relationship and in your marriage. Um, and the fact that we don't really look at sex first when we have couples in therapy, which I think we should. Um, and those therapists that think that are sort of renegades. You know, the people that are like, hey, when was the last time you had sex? Why don't we just start there? You know? Well, and it, but it also, I mean, th this pressure mm -hmm. to have desire yes. on women to have desire 
it, I, I think it's it's almost, you know, it's uh, not a double-edged sword. It's like a slippery slope. I mean, if you feel pressure, uh-huh. if anyone feels pressure to Male feel a certain female. way, sure. they're, they're going to naturally pull back. So maybe yeah. all this, like, Viagra shit, just the men having these four-hour erections that they need to put somewhere, now women are feeling Like, oh, I better pressure. take a pill so I can handle yeah, this. And that, know. again, that's... I mean, that's sort of what I was taking a very long time to get to is that um, desire in your relationship is important, but we have to look at why. Like keeping your sexual relationship in your marriage is really important. Nobody gets married to be celibate. And, you know, some of these doctors are saying we really, really need these drugs because it's tragic. I I have these women coming into my office who don't want to lose their relationship because they just don't have the desire to have sex. And I get that. But I really think it's important for us to take to to look at the relational aspect and the communication aspect, because it's okay to not to to have a mental desire without a physical desire that goes along with it. And if you can communicate that and your partner can give you time to kind of get in your body. Yeah. Right. And get all those juices flowing. Yeah. Then now we've got. We've got intimacy, we've got communication, we've got hot sex that's going to happen because you took an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> right. And, you know, the truth is, is the same shit can happen to men. It just, uh, you know, it, it the situation may not come up that much, you know, but if you if you have somebody, I mean, just if you're a man, put yourself in the shoes of a woman and imagine right. somebody's demanding you to be desirous of them. Right. It's like it's um, it's pressure to perform right if you're a dude you're not going to perform and in either the, in that moment i mean i've had many moments where i'm i i i love my boyfriend i haven't seen him in a while i might be you know hormonally like pmsing or whatever but i know i want the intimacy i know i want to connect i know i want to be close my body is completely someplace else like completely numb you yeah. know and yeah. i have to communicate that i have yeah. to be like i just want to be close to you you know, might take me a little while to get into my body. Sure. Great. That's not that hard to say. No. You know? And, and it's amazing and, when you say those things, too. Like, how quickly you wind up getting into your body. Like, once well, you're, right. like, honest the and everybody, off, when the pressure's off, yeah. and you're like, oh, uh, now I am horny. How right. weird. Right. Yeah. And and it also gives the man a sense of, like, oh, I got something to do. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to do ya, and my job is to get you in the mood to want to me to do ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> I've got, like, a project. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, he, you know, you can ask, like, what do you want? you want me to rub your feet? you want me to pet your back? Do you want, you know, like, whatever you want to do. Like, I don't know, cuddle and talk, whatever. This is about your relationship and your intimacy and um, and allowing that process to happen organically. And like I said, the fact that you're willing to take a pill because you're concerned about your desire, that's a good sign. Sure. Like that's a good sign that you're thinking, hmm, I, I know some of this is coming from me. Like I, I and. And I want I want to work through it. I want to yeah. want my husband. I want to want my partner. That's great news. My suggestion before you run to the doc, all right, and throw some serotonin enhancing drug into your body mm-hmm. is to do some research, mm-hmm. talk to your partner, mm-hmm. let them know where you're at, okay? And, and start that communication going. 
Yeah. So what you're saying basically is uh, pharmaceutical treatments should be your last line of defense. I I would say so. You mm. know, like I, I just I I think that Viagra is a godsend for for many men. Sure. You know, I mean, it really is. And 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 I know that antidepressants are a godsend for many people. And yes, particularly if you're going through menopause, you're going through a difficult hormonal shift. Um, if this is something that works for you, then that's fantastic. But just like Viagra is not going to solve what's going on in a guy's head, like you can still lose your erection when you're on Viagra or Cialis. Yep, you can. Yeah. Then if your problem is mental right. and not physical, then yeah. there's nothing the physical drugs going to do for you. If if a woman is like the whatever the negative haze is gone and she's, you know, more into her partner and feeling like she's more likely to have a satisfying sexual experience, if if he's not in tune with her needs or present with her or whatever, <laughs> That's yeah. not going to work either, no. right? So no pharmaceutical is going to solve what's going on at the basis of your relationship and intimate relationship. Right. Right? Right. So that would be my suggestion. I'm all about um, informed consent. <laughs> yeah. Like do as much research as you can. Ask questions. I got to be honest with you. Your doctors are not going to have all the answers. They're not no. going to know everything. They get a pharmaceutical rep that comes by and tells them uh, how it works and why it works in about, I don't know, 30 seconds, right? And then they start prescribing. So if you ask your doctor and you don't get satisfying answers, um, you know, do more research. Mm -hmm. Find out mm -hmm. because these trials were pretty limited. And uh, like I said, if it works for you, fucking fantastic. That's great. Have a great time. <laughs> right. But if it doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Okay. Right. <laughs> so that's really where we're coming to. So, Todd, mm -hmm. where do we find you? Uh, Is you the worst starting again now? No. No. I don't Sorry. think. It's going to start till September. Oh, okay. Right, um, but uh, you can uh, watch me on uh, the Film Pigs on Geek Nation. And uh, you can uh, go to ToddRobertAnderson.com if you want to look up my stuff. And just just stare at him. And just stare at <laughs> my, my, my photos. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, you can like me at Sophie Venable on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes or SoundCloud right now, please click subscribe because that would totally help my cause. My book, MILF 101, Make Your Life Fabulous, is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. I would like to thank the wonderful Maria Sperlozzi and the good people here at Sideshow Network. And thank you, Todd, for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening. This is Sophie Venable reminding you that you don't have to make your life perfect. Just make it fabulous. Fabulous.